Hello, welcome back to the A to the K Wrestling Show for the Superstar Spotlight on the amazing Mickey James. The amazing Mickey J- I like it. So it sounds like she's going to do some sort she's, of uh, trapeze she's not, act. She's, or something. she's not a magician, <laughs> um, but yeah. we think she's the, amazing. The three-time TNA All right. knockout champion. I don't need it from you as well. I had it from Mickey. <laughs> I don't need you doing oh, it. I love well. it. Now, naturally... Um, I'm not going to live it down. Let's want to live it down. How many spotlights have we done now? Is this our third Superstar Spotlight, Carl? Who did we do? We kicked it off with Eddie Guerrero. Um, we did CM did. Punk. So, is this CM yeah, Punk. number three, three potentially? So, people may be getting used to the format by now, but essentially, this is um, less of a history of, you know, mm-hmm. talking point-to-point point their career. This is more of a a retrospective. A, uh, no, just me and Carl talking about <laughs> someone that we really like, basically. Um, so, naturally... The, this felt right to do a superstar spotlight on Mickey James, given that we were, if you haven't checked it out, uh, we were able to speak to Mickey James last week. Um, and both Carl and I were massively hyped to be able to do that. And the reason for it is because she's um, certainly, from our perspective, one of the, the biggest women's wrestlers that there, there ever was and there ever will, whatever that whole phrase was. Uh, sorry, breath. <laughs> um, so. You know, it just seemed right that we, we talk about it because we, we both feel she's done so much for women's wrestling and mm-hmm. and the industry in general. That's, um, as I say, absolute legend. And, yeah, let's talk about why. Let's talk about why, Carl. So, um, you know, one of the things I like to talk, they, we asked her a good few questions. One of the things I, I asked her was about women's wrestling in general and, and you know, what, what she thought the future of women's wrestling should be. Should it be, like, or women's only promotion should it be more intergender matches and that sort of thing and she rightly um because it's not meant to be a loaded question but it's a difficult question to answer and she rightly said like that um she doesn't know if there's one true answer to that um now i think um this feels like a slight digression but you i'll get to my point um i feel like the women's only stuff the promotions and the women's only shows are really good for putting a spotlight on an area of wrestling that has been overlooked so much, especially by the big fish. And bear in mind, WWE with the big fish for so long that whatever they chose to ignore or fucking ruin, then that's affected wrestling as a whole near enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so women's wrestling kind of got dogged for like a while where it was like, it was not really performing um, high up on the card. It wasn't really given the respect or attention it deserved. Um, and I totally get why, you know, you need to have things like empower, or you need to have, um, you know, promotions like Mission Pro because it, it helps spotlight them when they've not been spotlighted for so long. But um, one of the things that sits with me, and I always has since we spoke to Thunder Rosa, because we speak to just all sorts of famous wrestlers, um, <laughs> was the fact that I, I'm big on the whole concept of the intergender wrestling. Now, I know that's caused some controversies in terms of, like, the um, all the, the the speaking out movements and all that kind of stuff, but the reality is, and it was Thunder who pointed this out, was that you know they train with male wrestlers. It's not like they separate them all backstage. You know when they're all in the in the performance center, they separate everyone. It doesn't work like that. They train with men, so they have no issue wrestling men. Um, and that is some of the first things I want to mention is that Mickey. Um, she, she since we saw, I mean, obviously she didn't start out in. WWE, but we we got to know it in WWE, Carl. And mm-hmm. um, one of the uh, things that's uh, I think is fair, worth mentioning is that very early on, she um, she actually did some intergender matches. Mm-hmm. And, she did. Um, was I, I think 
some of the things like she she always come across as a much more and this is no disrespect to the talents at the time, but when you consider like WWE at at the time she came into WWE they were at their point where they were like well we'll hire the model and hopefully we can teach her all the other stuff mm-hmm. and um, Mickey come in with some actual credentials and shone through straight away on that basis and um, so I just wanted to mention the intergender side of things first of all Carl I mean. Um, what what do you make of of her work in terms of that? I mean, do you think that is uh, for starters? Do you think that's a good way to go? And what what do you make of the like? Because I think uh, I want to say it was OVW because uh, he would never yeah. put it on big television, would they? <laughs> no, no, of course not. I think um, you know you talk about the people she wrestled as well. Like it wasn't just um, you know the smaller guys. Like she was in there with Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that is insane to picture, but you know. That is that is Mickey. Um, I'm not even sure whether she was Mickey in OVW or whether she was Alexis Lurie at that point. But um, you know, she came in and that was the difference. You know, she came in at a time when it they they had a eighty percent hiring models, like twenty percent see people who can actually wrestle. And Mickey came in and just happened to be that hybrid of you know she looked fantastic, but was fantastic in the ring as well. And to your point, that did you know slingshot her into that kind of um, superstardom and got her on the main roster quite quickly. But, you know, the fact that she can do this kind of stuff, like intergender matches and, um, you know, she didn't shy away from any of that kind of thing as well. Again, it's just another feather in a cap because she is Indeed. somebody who um, has just had such a story career. And to think all the way back then, um, you know, she was doing things that weren't going to be on TV, like intergender matches with the likes of Poppy Lashley and stuff. But, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. crazy it's a crazy thing to 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 have in your you know in your in your history, and it's something which was was fair play to her. So, yeah, oh, definitely yeah. definitely a trailblazer in in all aspects. I would say. Yeah, well, it's like um, obviously the story she worked with some crazy storylines. Um, mm. Quite literally, the um, first I well, think first yeah. storyline she had with WWE in, in its prominence was um, the, the being obsessed obsessed with uh, Trish Stratus, so she's this obsessed fan. Um, trying to mimic her, trying to you know, well, there's there some very controversial matches and decisions in matches that yeah. um, were probably in keeping at the time. But I know WWE have kind of removed certain clips and such like that. Mm-hmm. But um, like fair play to her, she would give it all to any character. Do you know what I mean? And uh, whilst obviously the obsessed fan thing um, isn't particularly a favourite of mine as far as you know um, Mickey as a wrestler and character work, um, the fact that she's like. She, I don't know. She's like again. She shone through straight away because she can. She can go in the ring. Um, so obviously she had the look straight away. That's why WWE like to hire people in the first place. But she d- definitely had the look. I think um, uh, it's fair to say, Carl, teenage crush. Oh yeah. yes, one hundred percent, without a doubt. Yeah, um, makes it even more surreal that we were chatting to her me exactly. days ago. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and I think uh, like obviously she she knew what she was doing in terms of storytelling. And quite clearly, because some of the stuff she had to deal with, uh, some of the stories that she worked with, she sold her ass off with them. So, yeah, yeah. she like you know her charisma and her kind of um, talent, um, you know her acting ability and stuff like that shone through just in leaps and bounds early on. Like she looked like a crazy psycho stalker the first time we saw her, and then obviously you know you mentioned some of the stuff like she did do a couple of um, you know suggestive kind of um, poses and taunts and, and whatnot that, um, you know, even infuriated the likes of Vince McMahon because obviously, you know, WrestleMania, the big match she had with Trish, um, she did a couple of 
you know, things in that which Vince was apparently furious about because it meant they would, they would have to edit them out and, and so on and yeah. so forth. Whereas uh, Mickey thought that Vince would like you know lap that stuff up, which is surprising. It, you look at you look at the stuff, fuck it, the shit Vince has got away with on telly, right? Um, especially like this. Let, let's talk about that. Like the person she was in the match with is someone who Vince made bark like a dog and wear a dog lead on TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, what what Mickey did was just wrong. Exactly, that was too far. Apparently, <laughs> um, but no, I think. Um, you know, even early on, I think she did a lot more character work initially that made, well, it didn't make you think like, oh, she's not going to be good in the ring or not like that. But it was just the fact that she was so good in the ring was just the icing on the cake because you already, you know, as soon as we were introduced to her, we were like, okay, this is interesting. This is captivating. Who is she? Yeah. This is an interesting storyline. It's a bit different for the women's division at the time. Um, yeah. And then obviously they did lean heavily into the kind of, lesbian angle with it and kind of have you know the well, fact I think, that again she wasn't correct just... me if I'm wrong i think this was at a time when uh eric bischoff was coining the hot lesbian action thing am i right in saying <laughs> well exactly um but you know the the kind of they went down that line of mickey not just being obsessed as like a fan but also having like a an attraction to trish and getting kind of pushed away and stuff and you know then led to the ultimate kind of heel turn where it was like well if you're gonna deny my affections i'm just gonna go ape shit on you and mickey became a heel then you know that was that was a, a fantastic time to watch as well. I think it was a great storyline between the two of them. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I mean, she's obviously she's had some really controversial storylines with WWE. WWE have had a mix of like like pushing her to the moon and then massively disrespecting her. Yeah. Um, so jumping forward a little bit, like when you look at the storylines, and and again she. She didn't sort of bulk at it. She she went for it and sold her ass off as best she could. But when you look at like when she was dealing with um, slightly later on, obviously when so we get past the um, the stuff with Trish, we get past um, her work with other legends like Lita, and we get to like more of the um, attitude slash reality era. Not attitude. What's the other one? Ruthless aggression slash reality era. We get the likes of Lay Cool and the whole Piggy James thing. And um, again, that just felt like at a point when it's like, is WWE just trying to be assholes now? Like, it, it they, they've been very confusing with it, especially. I mean, we'll talk about it uh, further on, but like, her latest run felt rather disrespectful as well. Um, and whilst when we want to talk about uh, Mickey James on the Superstar Spotlight, we don't want to talk too much about the negative, but let's talk slightly about the the sort of negative side and some of the the difficult storylines you have to deal with. So the Piggy James thing. Like type of shit you just wouldn't do nowadays anyway. But where the fuck was it even coming from anyway? Like, I mean, how could you? <laughs> like, you couldn't say that about it at all. It's not. It's not something that you should should ever have fucking done. Like, you know, this whole thing was apparently based on the fact that WWE felt like she'd put on a couple of pounds and wanted her to lose a couple of pounds, and then that became okay to then create a piggy storyline or whatever. Um, the whole thing was trash. The whole thing was bullshit. You know, it's. I think yeah. Mickey's gone on record to say that she felt uncomfortable doing it. I don't know what... Um, As you would. I mean, that's like... It's like it's gone from a what would have been an arty comment to, like, let's make a whole gimmick around putting you down. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, I'm not being funny. There, there, there's no way in a million years at any point in her career that that was ever, you know, applicable or could apply or anything like that. Like, it never would anyway, Maybe regardless. It would have been insulting it's enough. It's just so Like, so it would have been silly. insulting enough if it could apply. But, just, like you say, there's no way it did either. No. no. Um... So yeah, like you know, obviously I don't know how um, Lay Cool uh, felt about it, but all I know is that it kind of did upset Mickey at the time, and it was just it was just all out pathetic. It it was just 
a cheap way of trying to draw some heat and try and draw some attention and views. And unfortunately, you know, someone like Mickey James becoming a scapegoat for that kind of angle. I just thought it was, now, yeah, it was crap. Am I correct here in saying that it was not long after the storyline that she actually left WWE? Yeah, I think it was. I think yeah, um, that's the last storyline I remember, and then she, obviously she left and ended up in TNA, I believe, after that. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. won how many knockouts championships? <laughs> All right, we get it. Um, <laughs> I'm never going to live it down, am I? I mean, you know, nope. hopefully, you know, if the small part I'm clinging on to is, you know, she'll still remember me at some point in time being like, ah, remember that little shithead who didn't know how many, you know, knockouts championships I won. Like that, you know, that that's my only thing. That's, that's my calling card there. Like if, if, if we ever get her back on the show again in the future, she'll be like, oh yeah, I remember you. You're the, you're the dickhead who didn't know how many championships I won. So, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Indeed. So, um, so yeah, so shock and storylines aside, we, um, she ends her five year tenure with WWE, goes over to Impact, um, we get to see, like, unfortunately, and she makes me kind of want to go back and look at her career in Impact, but I wasn't a big Impact guy at the time. I think you may have been in and out of Impact. I, cl- I, cl- I clearly wasn't enough of an Impact fan, was I? Well, more so than me, because you were, you were able to say at least some of the championships. You know? <laughs> I just stayed silent and let you get it wrong. Yeah. Um, joined in. But, joined in the humiliation. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks a <laughs> Got to, mate. Got to. Trying to curry favour in it, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she, she had a running impact, Carl. I don't know if you remember too much about her gimmicks and stories there, because obviously this um, is... I mean, the, the main one that obviously shone through um, her time and impact, uh, I'm not sure whether it was mainly a first stint or second stint, but it was the, you know, the hardcore country thing. Like, she went back to that kind of country girl gimmick. She obviously she grew up in Virginia. Um, she was making country music at, at that time as well, going down that avenue. Um, and so it was memorable to be fair and again you know I'm I'm a big fan of Mickey James I'm not going to lie and you know obviously um, she used to come out in like flannel shirts and like denim shorts and hot pants and that kind of thing and it was like okay I, I like it um, but yeah like you know she you know I mentioned it as, as the, the opening fact when we talked uh, this week in wrestling but you know she is the only person to have won two PWI Woman of the Year awards um, with being in two separate companies. Like, mm. that in itself, like, as much as we may have glossed over TNA at the time, you know, of what I saw, um, it was still, you know, I think, I'm, I'm, when even was it, 2005, um, I, I saw them live in Orlando. They had Jeff Jarrett, Samoa Joe, um, you know, people like that were all there then anyway. And so it was still a good show. Um, there was just so much telly to watch even back then <laughs> that, that we couldn't fit yeah. it all in. So unfortunately, you know, TNA had to suffer a little bit. But um, I think Mickey, you know, to be able to achieve that award in two promotions, it clearly showed that she could get over wherever she went. And I think going to TNA, having like hardcore country and, you know, we know her talent in, in, in the ring anyway. You know, it, it just, it's clear to see that she could... Um, because she's so good, she's going to do well wherever she goes, and and that was mm. kind of the icing on the cake, really. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so sticking with the uh, oh, jumping back to the negativity, sadly, Carl, because um, I can't talk a great deal on her impact run, but we uh, we very recently saw her back in WWE. I think both mm-hmm. of us were quite hyped to see that um, as a as a veteran, let's say. And um, 
like one particular thing, I think it ended up being their last match with them actually, funnily enough, although we didn't expect it to be, was um they concentrated on rather than the action in the ring, what we got as viewers was mm-hmm. uh, they concentrated on Seth Rollins. Yeah, like the announced the announced team. Argue area, with the announced team. So we didn't even get to see the match. So that again was un- unusual disrespect. But the, what puzzled me is like she didn't seem to not that it justifies if she does do something to merit it because it's not really a professional way of going. But like she come back and she was helping like you know she did she did a program with um, Alexa where she was like friends with her and then ultimately enemies with her and she helped sort of push Alexa's title run and and so on like that and she was doing really good work with the younger talent and for someone who for me has been so important in the you know making women wrestling what it is today. I thought that was a really good thing to do, and she was having a really good run as far as I was concerned with that. But we get to the, what twenty twenty one because bear in mind she returned to WWE in twenty sixteen. Um, we get to twenty twenty one, and suddenly it's like, ah, you know, would I don't know. Let's uh, put her in that match there and not really give her two fucks. Um, they had that. Who was she in the match with? Where they they had the the like a weird sort of finish as well, where like the, oh, the sad, yeah. Do you remember that? Like, they yeah. were like oh, she was pinned, but she clearly wasn't. And we we're like, "What the fuck was that?" And they never yeah. really fully explained it either. And, and like, they were like, they thought it was an injury, didn't they? Um, who was it? Yeah. I think, I think um, the time they cut away to the announce table, I think she was in with Natalia, but I don't think it was the same. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, don't, it, I don't think it was the same. But I can't remember but, who it was for the life of me. But I mean, it was just a complete lack of fucking disrespect. I remember like anyone who's who's a long you know, a long-term listener, long-term fan of the show, you'll be able to go back or, you know, well, you know, you'll be able to remember it, but if not, you can go back and you can see how irate, you know, you know, I think we both were at the time. I, I just couldn't believe the sheer disrespect of doing that to them. Um, like I, I can't, I can't even picture a, another time over the years where that blatant level of disrespect has been on display to say, we are going to just completely not give a fuck about what you're doing and concentrate on something completely yeah. separate over here. Yeah. And we, we'll never truly know what went on in the background with WWE, but obviously we kind of didn't really see her. And then she was listed as one of the legends appearing on Legends Night at Raw, which was strange because she was an active talent as far as like we were concerned as fans. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we had the whole trash bag debate, um, no, trash bag gate, as it were where obviously she was released, she was future endeavoured, and then, um, and rightly so, I know there's been a lot of controversy about, like, you know, should she or shouldn't she have posted it up, you know, I th- I think she should, I think she should have on a spotlight on people being treated like shit, so obviously she re- received her effects in, um, in, a, in a trash bag, among other wrestlers, by the way, a lot of other people have mentioned that since, I think Maria Canellas came out and said that they sent her stuff that wasn't even hers, um, <laughs> but, like, received all their effects in a in a trash bag and um put that on twitter and then obviously that caused this whole controversy uh, it shouldn't have been controversy she pointed out that someone was an absolute asshole and fair play to wwe their response and their handling of it seemed fairly uh, swift and efficient and apologetic but at the same time that seemed to be the standard practice for a long time so it's them probably admitting to something now it's in a public eye do you know what i mean um, but a yeah. very strange end to a WWE run and I, I say we'll go back to the positivity shortly but we just need to talk about the negativity around WWE because um, it leads us to where she ended up but um, yeah what did you what do you make of like of that bit like that was a really uh, 
strange stance that. And I, I still yeah. think she was right to put that tweet out there. I don't give a fuck what people say. No, I agree with that. I think um, I just I, I was googling them when when you were talking about it. So it um, it was Asuka who she was in the ring with when um, it was yes. Yes, and was. obviously that yeah that kind of thing, and I think they even had a follow up match, and something something weird happened then as well. So it was a really weird, rocky end to a in ring career that was just kind of filled. Especially with like, like Asuka is fantastic in the ring, and that should have been a banger of a match, and we kind of got cheated out of it, like for yeah. a weird ref call. That was it was strange. Yeah, no, it, it was like really bizarre. And then obviously you mentioned as well, like um, the next minute she's on Legends Night, and it's like, well, what does that even mean? Like, is she not active anymore? Like, there was no weird thing i think even she was on wrestlemania like the opening of wrestlemania she was there doing the um the national anthem and stuff um at the beginning and then it was actually just a day or two later she was released so it was like right um so it just yeah it did kind of feel just a bit out of nowhere without any you know expectations of that about to happen um so there's that aspect of it which is a bit um odd but then obviously you talk about um trash bag gate or or whatever it's been you know, named as, and I know, you know, Mickey got a lot of flack for this, and I don't understand why. It was never her intention to get Carano fired. Like that wasn't what happened. No, she basically, that was the company's choice. Yeah, and right. She didn't even know who did it. That's the funny thing. She couldn't name Carano. No, no. Like, like literally, she took a picture and was like, "Okay, I've worked for the company on and off for years, and you know, I just get me shit handed to me in a in a bin bag. Awesome, right?" So she had every right to post that and be like, you know, disrespected by it because it was disrespectful. You know, yes. it was then on Triple H and Steph who then went, okay, you know, and, you know, to be fair to Steph, she phoned up Mickey and apologized and said it shouldn't have happened and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, Karana got fired. He was the fall guy, but he did it. He approved it. He signed off on it. So, you know, Mickey said she never wanted anybody to lose their job or, you know, livelihood or anything based on what she did. But at the same time, yeah, she was the only one. Snowball started because, like you say, oh, sorry, go on, I'll let you finish because you're pretty much going to hit the note. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, if she was the only one to feel, you know, confident enough to be able to post that to to show people exactly what had happened, then, you know, she she's going to do that. And, you know, if, if that means that his, you know, um, him getting fired is on her conscience, then so be it. If it stops you know it from what? happening like, to anyone else, then, you know, she's done what she set out to do. I think this is the crazy thing, though, is like she surprisingly was the only one to put out and say it. There must be like a bit of a silence in the business to go, well, that was cunty and disrespectful, but you don't air your business in public or whatever. She's come out and said it. And then suddenly we have like a number of different people going, oh, yeah, well, I had that too. Yeah. And it's like, so a lot of people were treated that way and, and let it go, which is interesting. Mm. Um, not only in the fact that like, you know, they've sought to that that became a bit of a thing, not just because of Mickey, because of other people mentioned it. And I think that's ultimately what led to Carano being sacked. Because like you say, they needed a fall guy. But that to me was so blatant that that is standard practice. There's no way they didn't know that that's what was happening. Do you know what I mean? No, no definitely it's not. Seeing like and that's think... what they've been doing for because even the likes of Gail Kim come out and said, Yeah, I got that as well. Now that's way too far back for them to have not known that that's what the practice was. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, you've got a lot of people over there going Oh, you know, what's it matter? They literally went through the dressing room, found stuff that was theirs, put it in a bag, mailed it out in a box. Like, yo, you know, you're making too much too much out of it. And it's like, well, okay, you know, fine. You can look at it that angle. But the other angle is that, you know, of the amount of years you've put in to just get a, a care package that's just, you know, very carelessly, though, your shit put right? into a bag and, and thrown it in It would have been less mail. offensive to put it straight in the fucking box. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then they would have um, saved a bag as well. It felt like exactly. a fuck you. Yeah, it did. Like, you know, literally, you could look at it and go, they've just sent someone around this room and gone, let's throw a load of shit in this bag, dump it in this box and send it out, where at least if you would have, you know, showed a bit of care and just put it directly in the box, that would have been less on the nose almost. Because I think that was the main bulk of it, is by doing that, it shows that they did just go around and just literally shuffle a load of shit into a bag and throw it in a box and, and mail it out. And it's it's that lack of care, the lack of respect, and the lack of, you know, appreciation for the work that they've carried out over them years um, kind of shone through. Indeed. So, um, so obviously, she leaves WWE, and we get to, um, to, to what she's been doing lately, Carl. And this is, um, let's get back to the positivity um, somewhat. I think it's interesting, uh, because she was... For a little while after WWE, she was rather outspoken about a few different things. Some of the stuff she mentioned was the fact that WWE have said that women's wrestling doesn't make money, and that's pretty much why the second Evolution pay-per-view did not come to fruition. Uh, she mentioned that she had a number of ideas for um, doing like the, the next women's Evolution or, or things they could do, and sort of they, they weren't received or heard, basically. Um, and the reason I mentioned that before we go into where she went on to I think it's funny that like WWE essentially made their own problem, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it necessarily be a problem for them, but like she absolutely killed it with Empower, and arguably this could have been something that was done under a WWE banner. Yeah, and they, they didn't let her have the freedom or creativity to to put this together, and you can like she she was the executive producer of an all women's pay per view, and it fucking killed it, and that's um to me that was like it's a clear sign that they they fucked up. They missed out on a, a massive opportunity there because that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, I I could be way off the mark here. I could be saying something which just you know isn't true. Whatever. In my opinion, this women's evolution pay per view they put on was a massive box ticking exercise to be like, you know, we we we've heard what you're saying, fans. We do value the women. You know, we're even going to give them their own pay per view and we're starting this like women's wrestling movement and like it just it goes to show it hasn't stood the test of time. It was you know their way to respond to what was happening from the fans, like the backlash at the time, and ultimately proved they didn't really care. They did it to be like, oh, no, we do care about women dressed in look. We've got a pay-per-view, right? And a lot of people have kind of gone, well, oh, why should we even care about Empower? We've already had a women's only pay-per-view anyway. And it's like, no, no, no. It's night and day versus what happened. They put on a pay-per-view to take a box. Empower was something you know, completely different. It was after 73 years of the NWA, you know, having an all-women's show. That in itself is a fucking milestone way ahead of anything else, right? And then not only do you do that, but the way the card is put together, it's thought through. It's not, you know, undermined. It's not silly. There's no just, oh, let's call back on, like, all the legends just because we'll make it all about that. It was... And you know what? Like, a showcase. so many legends so many legends involved in a passionate way. Like it weren't like, let's get them all on the screen to tick some boxes. Like they had, um, Medusa and jazz, mm-hmm. like as producers as well, helping out Mickey James among many others, but like just two massive names in, in two like very different eras of, of wrestling and WWE. And you're like, well, like they were so impassioned about women's wrestling. There's just, it's just full of people who really wanted to make it such a, a, an important thing and, and did so by the way. But um, like that is the like you say that's the night and day difference between like ticking a box and doing something because you truly want to do it and you want to see it succeed. Yeah, um, you know, 
you, you could you could tell the the care and attention and affection that Mickey had put into Empower, like everything about it, like bringing back the tag titles and you know the the throwback to um to the old school belt and stuff like that, and you know just you could, well, it's like that, like the tag titles, like. I've been very outspoken in the past, and I don't want to keep making this um, this superstar spotlight about connecting it with WWE. But I've been very outspoken in the past about the women's tag titles in WWE are shite because they're handled shite, um, and they haven't really got any decent tag teams to put them on. And um, I'm already quietly confident that the NWA women's tag titles are going to be handled so much better. They've already been handled with more respect, and I feel like that's going to keep going forward. And I'm all for women's tag team titles as long as they're done right. If AEW ever introduce them, do them right. That's all I ask. Yeah. No, no. I think, um, you know, even looking at, like, uh, WWE, when they had the, um, what, they, what was it going to be? The, it's going to be the the fucking Moolah thing. What You know, the 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 cup at WrestleMania. They were going to name it after um, Fabulous Moolah, weren't they, at one point? I can't remember oh, what they right, ended up yeah, calling yeah. it. Um, but, like, you look at the prize there, and it is a giant, you know, fucking woman's anatomy trophy, isn't it? And it's just yeah. like, well... Like, come on! Like, who thinks that's a good idea? Like, that—that's not because they weren't offering giant cocks out for the Andre the Giant. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's funny that, isn't it? Um, but like, you know, you look at it and you can see it's probably a lot of them in there just having a bit of a joke. Like, oh, let's just have them win a fucking giant, you know, uh, one of these. And it's like, well, yeah, there's a difference between someone doing it for the for the love and the passion of it versus someone just going. Oh well, you know the fans say give women more time, so we'll yeah we'll do a women's revolution. Sure. Right. This is um I don't I, I don't know I've decided this in my head, Carl. So apologies because we are on, on a slight tangent, um and I don't want to pull too far away from from the Mickey James thing, so we will pull back to that very shortly. But there's a reason I want to mention this. Um, so one thing that really pisses me off at the minute, and I know it's probably done because she's a heel and it's done to affect effectively get heat but like when the likes of Charlotte and I'm not discrediting what Charlotte's done but the likes of Charlotte and that are credited to being like you know she's like the best thing in women's wrestling she's like been like almost like this this the hair and the four horsemen have been like the biggest thing to happen to wrestling like that really pisses me off because they don't even give credit to the likes of Paige in that who come slightly before them but they should give credit to the likes of Trish Stratus and Mickey James and Lita and and even like the likes of um you know, decades before, Lundra Blaze and people like that. Like mm-hmm. the, it's like no, this is when women's wrestling turned around was with these four, and it's like bullshit, total bullshit. And it, it, it always gets me goat when people talk about Charlotte on that level. And it's like, don't be wrong, she's an absolute like. All feelings aside about her as um, as a wrestler currently or her current gimmicks, she's definitely like one of the best women's wrestlers that there are today. But um, like, given the accolades of like she's the reason that it's any good, it's like just insane to me. Um, so, sort of turning back as to why this, I'm basically explaining my thought process. I don't think we've ever done this before. So, whilst we're talking about Mickey James, who would definitely be the first person on this, who would be your Mount Rushmore of women's wrestlers? Jeez. Because um, Mickey James is on there. And yeah. um, we'll, we'll double back to, to, we'll finish the show on Mickey James, you know, to Mickey James Spotlight. Um, I want to know who your Mount Rushmore is because there's, a lot of talent there, um, like you know, uh, looking back and looking forward. So you could, I don't know, you could name many, many ones there, Carl. I feel for me, I feel like Trish Stratus has to be on there as well. Funnily enough, um, yeah, I think like, you've always made the argument 
and I totally agree with it that she, you know, she basically came into the business not as a wrestler and worked her ass off to become one of the best. Yeah. I mean, the three that come to mind straight away are Mickey, um, Trish and Lita. So how long did you get for Rushmore? Four. Um, so, I mean, for me, number four, probably I'm going to have to give it to China. Um, probably. Um, just because yeah. of, obviously, she was the, the um, what was she, the, the ninth wonder of the world or whatever she, she was. Um, yeah, yeah so. she, she was... She was just something different, and she was someone who managed to transcend the barrier of women's wrestlers into you know going up against the men, winning the Intercontinental t- uh, Title, and, I mean, and, that's one and that thing kind that of thing. So never really gets um, the credit it deserves. But she had a legit run with the IC Title, and it didn't feel ridiculous. No, and that's um, something WWE wouldn't even do now, sadly. But yeah, it, it, it felt right. It didn't feel ridiculous. In fact, her work with Jericho was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent it was. Obviously, the stuff she did with Eddie and things as well. Like she was, oh, yeah, she, she she was she was fantastic. But I think I'd have to give it to China, which it's you know it's a hard one because you look at the 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 women of today's generation, and it's not taking anything away from them by any means. But um, and it, it's funny, isn't it? Because everyone says now that like oh, women's wrestling is has stepped on and that kind of thing. But I I truly believe that you know the likes of Mickey, Trish, Lita, China are overlooked in today's world because. There's a lot more women's wrestling featured. They kind of think that, okay, these are now, you know, the best that it's ever been. And I don't think that's the case. I just think, unfortunately, for for the likes of the people on my Mount Rushmore, it was at a time that, you know, they just didn't get the the, the recognition and time that they I, deserved. I think that's what makes me sort of gravitate to and respect them more. And it's no disrespect to the to the four horsewomen, um, but like people look at them, and it's absolutely fantastic that young girls uh, can look at wrestling and actually go like gravitate towards people like Sasha Banks and that, and idolize them and want to be like them and stuff. That's amazing that you get that now. But you look at when we were kids, and you look at the Attitude Era, the shit they had to, the storylines they had to go through just to be on TV, um, and be recognized and actually have a ma- even just having a match on a pay per view was kind of an achievement back then um and the fact that they had to sort of work through that mm-hmm. and do things like uh, you've mentioned it a molly. time before but do things like molly holly did to get on wrestlemania yeah like that shit doesn't happen now that that kind of disrespect doesn't happen now like they usually get some level of prominent position on the card and even on every weekly show um and that is whilst i credit the girl like all four of the horsewomen are, are fantastic wrestlers um, and there's a lot of talents on the roster today, but they don't have to work through that kind of dross anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't be wrong, we still had the fucking karaoke sing along on SmackDown, so they still get some shit to deal with, but um, nowhere near the level of like the the, the mad storylines or the we'll go in there and get your tits out and then we'll uh, we'll do that. You know, none of that kind of stuff now. They actually get to legitimately have really good matches. Yeah. And um, I think the the way was definitely paved for them, and I think that's what makes me sort of almost it almost bugs me that that it doesn't get mentioned more about the likes like you say about the likes of Lita and, and China and Trish and, and Mickey. Hmm. Um, but would you well, um, people people only look at what they've got now or what they've grown up with, don't they? Which is exactly what we're doing, I suppose. Yeah. Would your would your Mount Rushmore differ at all? Would it be the same four? Would you have anyone different in there? I really struggle, like, because I'm. I go, well, would I find a balance, like, because I kind of want to put Thunder on there, because I think she's like one of the best things in in the current 
uh, day of women's wrestling. Um, so if you want to try and pick a modern person, maybe I'd put her on there. But honestly, it's I would actually maybe even have a harder time doing a women's Mount Rushmore than I would a, a man's one because yeah. there's just so many talented. Uh, not that, that I mean, there's so many talented male wrestlers as well. But like, I don't know. I've I've had plenty of time to sort of sit there and go like, Undertaker's the fucking best and stuff. And like, I've had decades to just make me decision on it. If you know what I mean. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I think I, I don't think I, I'm definitely resolute that Mickey and Trish have to be on there. I just uh, sort of flip off a bit on the other two because I kind of yeah. want to give Molly the respect for the stuff she did, like you say for that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I want to give her that respect as well. Like I don't know, you've yeah, got I, you've got obviously like I think I, th- I I've kind of said this before um, in a previous segments, but women's wrestling especially has has had the most peaks and troughs for me. There's been different, um, you know years or generations where it's been really really good it's been really awful it's been really good it's been really awful and you know you can look at like old school people um you know your your fabulous moolers your may youngs your um paul Nakanos, your alundra blazes your sherry martels you can you can look at all these and kind of go well they've got a case you can then kind of go well okay well what about the likes of um i mean it then went a bit you know, like no disrespect to the likes of Sonny and Sable and stuff like that, but it was never really about the wrestling at that point. So you kind of like. No, mm. I think it's fair to say that, like, like I don't really know much about Sonny, but certainly Sable. Like, mm. funnily enough, I was going through TikTok the other day because I'm a grown up, and um, like one of the clips that came up was um, Sable being like, "There was that." I can't, I can't remember fully how it went, but like. Vince McMahon told us she had to dress more conservative, and she was like, "But I don't listen to Vince McMahon." And you're like, "Oh God!" She like, and it was that scene where she got her tits out, and you're like, "That's what, that's <laughs> what wrestling one? was for was women that? at that point." You know what I mean? That's yeah. what wrestling was for women at that point in the Attitude Era, and like mm. you say, it was just about it was about the sex appeal element yeah. of it, wasn't it? Yeah, but like you know, obviously that, that that's one of the troughs. But then you look at like in you know, like the peaks again. You've got Victoria, Jazz, Molly Holly. You've got you yeah. know your Trish and your Litas and your Mickey James's and stuff like that. So it is really difficult. And then obviously it took a bit of a, a dip again, didn't it? And then eventually it was it's back on the rise with obviously the, the four four horsewomen and Alexa Bliss um, and I Thunder think the Rosa. second dip I, I kinda of blame the diva I mean, Britt Baker, for Christ's sake. Like she well, course, yeah, she's gotta be up there. You know, it's 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 a good time for women's wrestling, I think. But um it Yeah, it's to your point it is a really a really difficult one. Um but hundred percent, I know for a fact that Mickey James, Trish Stratus are on there. To your point, you know, then the other two spots are a lot more debatable. But I think I would have to still give it to Lita and uh, China personally. Um, but there's so many deserving ones um, that oh, it's crazy. But yeah. yeah, I think but, I think uh, Mickey is um, is someone who's managed to live through a many of the peaks and troughs of the women's enough, yeah, yeah. industry. Um, like you get these people who kind of were either there during the peaks or there during the troughs. There's not many who actually live through all of it. And, you know, Mickey is someone who has, and you know, that speaks volumes in terms of, you know, her career, her championship wins and stuff and mm. being able to survive, um, all the, all the stuff she's been through. Exactly. I get them back to like, uh, cause obviously we, we, we want to, um, make sure we, we, continue to talk about Mickey and not just digress generally into women's wrestling. Um, uh, you can put a couple of little fun facts out here, Carl, so I want to, um, let's, let's spin it back to, to that and we talk about the the fact, and I'd like you to cover it if you don't mind, the fact that she holds the shortest reign in history. 
Yeah, um, proper weird one, this. Um, so, you know, this is at a time when, uh, you know, women's wrestling wasn't really given much TV time at all. Um, and, you know, Mickey had beaten Lita. Um, and I think it was Lita's retirement match at that point. So I don't think she ever wrestled after that as she won a second women's title. Um, but then I'm not sure whether it was the same one or it might have been a... It must have been a third title. Um, she basically had a match on a house show, um, and it was a uh, a match, a triple threat. Um, I think Melina was the champion at the time, and it was Melina, Victoria, and Mickey James in a triple threat. Um, and basically, Mickey ended up pinning Melina, um, or is it Melina was a Victoria? Basically, Mickey. Oh, no, she, she picked pinned Victoria, not Melina. Yeah, so she pinned Victoria, ended up picking up the win. Um, but I think it was uh, accidental, like it wasn't meant to happen. But because it was a house show, they were just kind of like, "Well, okay." So they just restarted the match, um, but had uh, basically Melina win in an immediate rematch. So she actually holds the the shortest reign in history because it literally lasted a matter of minutes <laughs> of her being a champion. So even even Kane's shortest reign kind of uh, got a little bit longer than that, didn't it? Well, exactly. Uh, that got a full <laughs> like you know twenty four hours more or less. So. Um, yeah, yeah, just just a little interesting fact there. So, uh, yeah, you know, that there. couple a couple of hours. Obviously, she's still quite close with Melina uh, to this day. Obviously, bringing her in for Empower mm. as well. So, yeah, nice, nice yeah. little fun fact. Yeah, it'd be interesting because um, obviously we've seen Melina rock up on Impact and we've seen Mickey rock up on Impact. Uh, but Melina has been a mainstay in NWA for a while. Uh, Mickey's obviously done Empower and and has a massive connection to NWA with um, with her husband. Uh, but obviously, we've recently on the NWA seventy three, we saw her husband. Um, he actually lost the NWA title, so it's, I'm not saying he's going anywhere. But you know, you could suggest maybe that's the case. Um, so, what do you think the future holds for Mickey? Do you think we're gonna we're gonna have more involvement with NWA? Do you think it's gonna be more, you know, forbidden doors being knocked down everywhere, and she's gonna empower women's wrestling across all the all the independent promotions? I mean, I don't know, to be fair. Obviously, she made her wrestling debut for NWA at 73, so she took on Kylie mm. Ray. Um, she, she did, up, she did. Picked yeah. up the win as well um, in a relatively short match, but, you know, surprising the fact that she managed to beat Kylie Ray um, in that match. Uh, so Indeed. who knows what that means for her. Maybe she is going to spend a bit of time in NWA. Maybe she's going to go after Camille. Um you know, all remains. Yeah, it'd to be, be seen. a great thing for NWA because um, I mean they're getting more and more eyes on them. Um, the moment we see, I like I'll I'll admit to this little gap of fucking knowledge that um, I didn't even realise that Billy Corgan who owns NWA was the the same one that was uh, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins as Carl lightly pointed out to me. <laughs> that was, I thought there was, that there was, was so a, funny. Uh, like you were like uh, the the only Billy Corgan I I know is the guy from the Smashing Pumpkins, and I was like, yeah, it's, just, it's Billy Corgan. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so there's a fun fact that, that I just totally gapped that, that bit of information, even though I blatantly knew it was the same name. <laughs> but whatever. Um, what were we talking about? Wrestling. So uh, Wrestling, yeah. <laughs> but now we've seen um, NWA's just getting more and more prominence. Uh, Billy's doing a fantastic job with it. And um, I think he wants to do everything he can to, to keep uh, Mickey around for their women's division, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't blame the guy. Um, it's a, you know, fantastic asset to have. So whether she's doing stuff just, you know, in production, behind the scenes with, um, you know, future talents or whether she's an active, uh, you know, member of the roster, you know, she can still go, definitely. Um, so I would like to see her get another, you know, get the NWA title um, as well, just as another 
thing to tick off yeah. the list, you know, being a, a WWE like, Women's Champion, I think the a thing. Divas I mean, Champion, Knockouts, and then an N- on, NWA. On top of that, I think for me, as a fan, I feel like we were cheated out of her a, a last sort of run as a wrestler. So I'd like to, I definitely want to see her in the ring on at least a more regular basis again, because I feel like the, the last sort of run we had was kind of not like it was cut short, but it was a bit strange as well, the way the, the way it was executed. So for me, I'd, um, I definitely want to see that. Um, I, I don't, she doesn't necessarily have to win the title. I think it'd be like, you say, it'd be nice to tick that box and have that championship as well at some points, but just to see her back in the ring again on some sort of regular basis would be fantastic. I agree. Indeed. And obviously, she's a badass country singer as well. So. She is, very much so. I'm excited the fact she's bringing out another album and one that she feels like she's going to be able to write all the songs on and just actually deliver something which um, she's going to be even more proud of than what she's done before. So, yeah, multi-talented superwoman that she is. Um, I think she's even planning to do something with, like, uh, horses and stuff down the line, like, you know, equestrian, you know, type yeah, shizzle. Yeah. So... Damn. Um, Makes yeah. sense though. Multi-talented, country. she is country. Um, I love, I love when she was like, uh, you know, when we said like, oh, you know, what's it like? Haven't you know, is it anything lost in translation between you and Nick Aldis? Uh, obviously, he's from like um, Norfolk or whatever. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty much country, and it was like, yeah, not quite the same country, but yeah, yeah country. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose it, like you say, it's it's. it's I don't know if it's like just a difference in terms, but it's very it is very rural. So I suppose from an aesthetic, when she visits there, it must feel still quite like you know built up city mm. kind of thing. But uh, like you say, it's not not the kind of country strong we we used to. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but yeah, like crazy, crazy shit. Like it still feels surreal that um, she was a guest on the show, and it was great to speak to her. Great to see her go on and just achieve so much success with Empower and. Yeah, um, whatever the future does Honestly, hold in I, store like, for her. Massively pleased for her because obviously when we were speaking to her, she was like, it was bef- just before Empower, so she was like, you know, fingers crossed, and she like saying how much she wanted it to be a success and how much she wanted to get out of it, and she wanted it to sort of um, was over deliver and stuff like that, and um, just to see that it it, it worked out perfectly, um, it's fantastic. I'm absolutely made up for her as well, and everyone involved, obviously. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that was Anthony. That was our yeah. superstar spotlight on Mickey James. Superstar um, spotlight and random tangents as well. <laughs> it's come to you know come to be expected for all listeners of this show at this point. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, did we miss anything? Obviously, it wasn't a history of or anything like that, but it was just more us talking about you know memories we have of Mickey. You know, our thoughts on her career, um, past and present. And yeah, um, feel free to let us know anything in the comments that you know some of your favourite memories, some of the things you're excited to see Mickey go on and do um, going forward. But oh, fuck it. Who's in your Mount Rushmore? Oh, that's a great question, to be fair. Maybe that's why we'll stick on the socials as well at some point. Maybe, um, maybe. Get that question out there. But thanks again for joining us for yet another fun-filled show. We went through all of the happenings, an hour's worth of uh, this week in wrestling. There was a lot to cover, especially due to some of the awesome stuff that nwa put on this week as well um we went through all the latest news rumors in the ringside report and topped it all off focusing on the amazing (laughs) she's not a magician the amazing (laughs) mickey james um in our superstar spotlight for this week um 
So next week we will be back. We will be talking, of course, the fallout of All Out. Um, we will be talking, obviously, the latest news and rumours again for the week ahead and also everything that happened in the week of wrestling. Um, be in sure to look out on social channels if you want to participate in the A versus K prediction series. That will be back, um, obviously, for All Out. So if you've never played it before, Give it a go. See where you rank for All Out. If you have played it before, bring it on. I sit top of the table. I'm looking in my rear view mirror. Barely. You're coming for me. Um, Anthony sits just five points behind. If I have a mirror for this pay-per-view, Anthony could be, you know... No, it's not me coming for you. It's Jordan. Well, Jordan is on me trail as well, to be fair. But, you know, that's <laughs> that's that's the challenging thing when you're in first place, Anthony, is, you know, you can only see people coming for you, you know? Um but yeah, no, it's fun, had by all. Join the prediction series. Follow us on, obviously, Instagram, if you don't already. TikTok, nearly 11K. Madness, nearly an extra K okay. in the last couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, everywhere else that, uh, you know, you, you can find us on all the socials. And if you're listening to this, make sure you check us out on YouTube as well uh, when you have the time. If you're watching this, if you're on your commute um, or you don't want to look at our beautiful faces, um, you know, you can listen as well anywhere the podcasts are available, and you can listen Anthony, to our beautiful faces. You can listen to our beautiful faces. Um, but that's it for me, Anthony. Any final words to the people before we wrap this up? Nah, I'm good. Like, I, think, I think you've, you've pretty much covered it. So uh, spoken now, with poison. Another fun filled week, always. and I look forward to seeing you. Speak, seeing you all. Apparently, speaking to you all. <laughs> being here again next week. Yeah, look forward to you listening to our beautiful faces again next week um so yeah thanks again and here is the wonderful words of many wonderful people to play us out take care you're watching or listening to a to the k 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 these guys are awesome Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later.